Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the weekly recess NFL season, rather NFL week, not NFL season. Thank God. NFL week number five in the books. Mitchell Lee, Connor Vandermark, Tommy Grant, and uh, the uh, the loser of week five, Nick Izzo with us as uh, the Jets got the dub. What do you the Dolphins got the dub. The Giants, well, they don't really know what it, that is this time of year. I don't even know if they can beat Alabama right now. Now, I will be the first one whenever anyone throws out the, man, the blanks are so bad that Alabama, Georgia, Clemson could beat them. Let me just let you know now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No, anyone who ever it's takes just, that seriously but there are the people every year who are like man I, I think it can happen no 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 so let's I, go I, ahead I, I know. let's go ahead and get it out of the way dolphins 31 giants 16 yep and uh could have been a lot worse if uh Tua actually played halfway decently but yeah. he did not. Yeah, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with that. <laughs> they didn't give up a 40-burger, let me tell you. I was. Uh, you, you know how bad yeah. it has to be to say, I'm pleasantly surprised in a game where you don't cover being 13-point <laughs> underdogs? <laughs> well, you know, when, they, when, you, when you put up 70 on the Broncos, you know, you're thinking, wow, they might score 80 on us, so, you know. I, I was expecting a much higher scoring game, but after their performance last week, I wasn't really quite sure what to expect this week. But we got the W. That's all that matters. Yep. Well, I don't think that's all that matters. The defense, Dolphins' defense continues to not really impress me, and they've got a brutal part of the schedule coming up yes. where after the Panthers, they've got the Eagles – and then, you know, the Patriots, which, you know, who cares? But then you've got the Chiefs. Having Eagles and Chiefs out of two or three weeks, that that's going to be tough. And uh, Devon Achan now on injured reserve. So the explosive rookie running back unavailable for the next four weeks at minimum. And that's exactly when we need him. Breaking the hearts of fantasy owners everywhere. <laughs> My heart included. That Dolphins fans. Uh, Jets thirty-one, Broncos twenty-one. Connor, uh, this was one that stressed me out. It stressed me out, but when you towards the second half, towards the second <laughs> half. Oh no! Trust me, there have been plenty of times where I'm like, <laughs> we've been losing since the word go. I'm not stressed. I'm just sad. I'll take stress. There were years where I had watching Jets football was stress-free. It was also happy-free. So I'll take the stress. Uh, it's an improvement. It is an improvement. Progress. Brees Hall, the pitch count is uh, taken away. Thank the Lord. This man had 22 carries for 177 yards and a touchdown, which when Brees Hall is healthy, he can be a top five running back in the league. He's that good. Uh, we had a Brees Hall touchdown and a Bryce Hall touchdown to put the game away on a strip sack because Quincy Williams is playing at an incredibly high level right now. Yeah, I was sadly did not watch this game live. Um, Ooh. I was at I was at the Army hockey game, helping helping them out. Ah. Um, so, but like from what I saw, I watched some of the highlights and like going through the game. Like Zach was fine from what from what I read um on the athletic and he it was the zach wilson that you can win like it was more yeah. game manager-esque but just but again, if zach like, plays like that the jets will be fine he did his job and that's again and that's all i care about and it's nice to see that Brees hall falling was let off his leash and him do his thing no like he's he is he gonna be like Brees hall was best when he can go and sprint and just make big plays, like 
that, that's yeah, was no, just no. very much very much akin to um how uh Kenneth Walker and uh ETN are where no you know you you run the ball decently like no 2 3 yards and then you go boom 80 yard play boom 40 yard play like it's that it wasn't adds... even the case with Brees this game though it was like every single run was like 6 yards oh he was yeah, he yeah. was doing well but like he but still like he had a 72 yard touchdown which yeah that's, that's nice and then another no uh a forty-yard no, great end end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's nice to it's nice to actually have some actual explosiveness in our offense again, and we'll open up ha- the pass game a lot too because everyone's gonna be playing at the line of scrimmage. You take your shots over the top to Garrett. Yeah, and, and the linemen yeah. love to run. Honestly, they 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 love it. So the more you the more you do it and open up the lanes for for Hall to run, like you said, and just sprint downhill. I mean, all the better. And then that equally takes pressure off Zach Wilson, you know, for him to not feel like he, you know, has to make like some crazy insane throw. Like he could just, you know, read a slant if it's not there, maybe hit a drag, you know, something like that. But yeah, it opens up a lot. Like if we go, if we start our first eight games, four and four, that's a big success, and we have the chance of doing that. You know, we have the Eagles next week, probably a loss, but we have the Giants, which we can definitely beat. Oh yeah, and we have the, and we have the Chargers, oh, yeah. who we can also at home. Have to, at home, it'd be a good chance to win that game too. And then after that's the Raiders. Raiders are after that. Some yeah, so like there, we, there's... I, we may not be in the playoff hunt. Entirely, we'll be in the hunt. Like we'll be, like we'll be, we'll be sniffing around, but like I don't think we'll be hunting. Like you still have the Bills and Dolphins to deal with in your own division. Like AFC North is cannibalizing itself. Do you think that we have three teams out of the AFC East for the playoffs? Like it's, I think it's it's possible. It's possible. You'd have to have to look wild card considering losing. You Losing that game Dolphins. to the Patriots is such a bummer, though. Mm, yeah, that, that, that was a must. That was almost like a must win. Yeah, game. and home. <laughs> so bad. Uh, speaking of so bad, by the way, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a second. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know whether the story was uh, Dallas bad or San Francisco good. No, I'm Dallas, more, well, both. <laughs> I'm leaning more San Francisco good because they, they just look like an unstoppable, well-oiled machine. Brock they they got to be the favorites, getting, honestly. Brock Purdy's getting MVP discussion, which if you had told me that two months ago, I would have thought you were insane. Yep. They just look unstoppable. And Dallas looked yeah. very, very stoppable. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. Their their defense was lackluster on that game. It's like for sure. The, I'd put it more team, on the offense. I love that too. No, I, it's not definitely the offense. Um, I'm trying to pull up the standings page where I had it before. Well, I mean they they allowed four sacks. They threw three interceptions. So that alone. Yeah, and they Dak lost is Dak is trash. Like it, the fans don't even want him anymore. No. I don't know if I'd go as far as Dak is trash, but Dak did play really badly in that yeah. game. Um, they refused to get any of their playmakers involved unless they're playing the Jets this year. They have refused to get CD Lamb the ball, which makes no sense to me at all. Uh, to yeah, the point where Jerry that. Jones even came out today, and someone was like, do you feel like they need to get CD Lamb the ball? And he said, I don't think so. I think we need to get... <laughs> Our tight ends the ball more. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, CD Lamb four catches, forty nine yards. Yeah, no, so we don't need to get him the ball more at all. So someone made I saw this on like Twitter or something earlier today. No, it might it might have even been like uh, Evan to go on Reddit at the uh, NFC East uh, meme war. If you haven't seen it, it's fun. Um, but Giants, they beat them. That's a, they beat a one and five Giant team. They beat a two and three Jets team. They lost to a one and four Cardinal team. 
mm-hmm. they beat a one in four Patriot team. Like, it, it's like I mentioned last week. Like, they very much could be a paper tiger where they maybe they originally looked scary, but like they are going to crumble up and be living. They they usually are. They usually have a. Not all the time, obviously, but I, I think in recency, they've had favorable schedules in the beginning where you go, oh, this team looks good, and then they play a team that, you know, knows how to move the chains, and uh, then, you know, then you kind of see the exploits. Hell, the Chargers can possibly win this week. They're going to be in LA against the Chargers, and honestly, if they don't win that game, I mean, they have to... We have the Rams. Keenan Allen is is a is a boss. So, oh God, yes he is. I could I could easily see him taking over. Um, and I is I think Eckler is back. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. Yeah, the brutal five game stretch of their schedule. Yeah, that's they, look at Seahawks. They definitely do. Seahawks, Eagles at Buffalo, at Miami, and then Detroit. And then they the end their season at Washington. The yeah. fifth one was Detroit. See, Buffalo is like. Oh yeah, it's at the end of Buffalo's schedule. Buffalo's yeah. good for, for like, no doubt. Buffalo is good, but it's also. But Dak outside mystery. in that weather, has Dak yeah. played cold weather games? Like, mm, probably. Not. I I'm struggling to think of. I mean, been mostly dome stuff. Like, there's definitely I, a chance. I, can't think of it. I can see a world where the where the Cowboys go under 500. I, I don't know if I could see that, but I can because they also have a really I easy can't, stretch yeah. where they go Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Before okay, we, but they also right. have. I think the Chargers is a coin flip this week. I think the Rams can beat them. They they took the Eagles down to the wire. The Eagles are going to beat them easily. That's three losses right there, possibly. That makes them a four and six team. After the Giants Eagles. will be their only saving grace if they can beat the Giants. It's going to be the Giants and still, the Redskins. They, they get sorry, Commanders. My bad. They my get bad. They, <laughs> they still get to double digit wins. I think. Nah, I I, I say to be under double digits. I'm taking under that any day of the week. All right, I'm making a note of that, just so I can hold it over you once it. Your shotgun a beer happens. <laughs> Over. Don't cut yourself. Alright, well, I just went ahead and wrote I that. I saw one the down. spark in your eye, Nick, and I had to take it. Oh, you suck. <laughs> For those who have don't listen, that's part of our Stranger Doors podcast. Oh, so <laughs> um I'm trying to think of what the second biggest story of the week is. <laughs> is it is it the Bills losing in London? Yes, I, I I'll be honest. That doesn't worry me too much. I'm not. I'm not. That's too why I said they're a mystery. Bill. You know, they're a good team. Except but for the. I, I no. actually let me let me retract on that a little bit. I'm not concerned about Josh Allen. I'm not concerned with the Bills' offense, but the defense. I'm not concerned yeah. with the play that they had against Jacksonville, but the injuries that they sustained. Yeah, they've already lost the their biggest fight for the people. season. They lost Matt Milano for the season. They have an older defense, so this yeah. was always going to be a bit of a concern, and it's been expedited with the just catastrophic injuries they've had. I will say this, though. Like, the Jaguars' defense is for real, though. They are creating chances for themselves and keeping that team in the game despite how lock- lackluster that offense has been. Because there's been multiple times where, no, I'm like, as someone who's been keeping on Trevor Lawrence, and because I have invested interest in, you know, in fantasy with him, I've been, I've been watching him play, and he's just been looking mediocre. Uh, like, it's been, it's been wild to see Jacksonville's defense step up and shut down teams that are great offenses. No. Kansas City was a great one. The Bills was a great one. Holding the Falcons to seven points, which we haven't we haven't seen. The, the only blemish they really had is the Texans game. And hopefully that they can you know, what to say that's a blip on the radar. But like 
the next couple games they have the Colts, the Saints, and the Steelers. Like I think that they can be looking sitting pretty in their division at the end of what's say that was that week eight, I think. I but there's also no pushovers in that division either. Like the no, Texans, so. yeah. the Texans are going to play everyone tough. Uh, they lost a, a, a tough one to the Falcons because Desmond Ritter actually played quite well. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. he he played quite well. Um, and then the Colts beat played the well Titans. Enough. I think that I think the Titans need to move off the Ryan Tannehill experience, and, and yeah. Yeah. figure out whether it's Willis or Levis moving forward. But the Colts, just I think so, pounding the rock. But they're going to be without Anthony Richardson for the next month or two, so it's on the Gardner Minshew. But that, from a passing perspective, it doesn't worry me. I just know that that backfield, when you have Richardson and the two-headed monster of Taylor and Moss, it's like, okay, how are we ever going to stop this? They can just run and run and run all game. Minshew takes a little bit of that away, but he's probably a more polished passer at this moment in time. Someone but want to say up yeah. as our conversation, our very first episode, congratulations for Jonathan Taylor getting the bag. Because True. that's yeah. that's yeah. it's hard, I hard to get that. Did not and see then, that coming. And then immediately either. Zach Moss goes off for 165 yards and two touchdowns and proves right. maybe that wasn't the greatest idea. And Fun I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league. Fun fact, listeners, I dropped Zach Moss. Think, uh, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> Why'd you do you that? You think he's the best RB? Oh. Uh, because of the fact that I needed another yeah. quarterback, and I, 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 that was another team I was talking to you about earlier off uh, before pre-recording. That was a team I also had Zach Moss on. And Oof. he was the last man out, and I was like, I need a better quarterback right now than Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill. Uh, Better quarterback than Lawrence playing against the Bills. So I was not taking that gamble. Oh, well. So that didn't work out too well for you, did it? No. It was fine. They got me twenty. He got me. In my format's weird, but they got, me, they got me the points I needed. So, um, but yeah, but uh, they have the Colts. Like with Minshew, they they're going to uh, honestly. For a open ended question for everybody. Would you shut down Richardson because of the two injuries? I wouldn't shut him down, but I wouldn't rush him back. Yeah. I perfectly said. Uh, yeah. Like, I I would I be agree. playing... I'd be with, no, kitty gloves with him. Just make sure, like, oh, we, we invested this draft pick, hopefully. Because you can see the talent's there. No. Yeah. I I I'd rather see him a hundred percent healthy and strong before he goes back in. I think too. It's like Gardner Minshew's not awful, so like when you have a, a backup who's like you know capable um, and knows enough to know the the offense and the scheme and to like you know move the chains a little, um, you feel more comfortable not having to rush you know, your, your starter back. Whereas like if, you know, if they had somebody who was a lot worse then you know, they might feel pressure to say like, Oh man, we might have to get him back for, you know, so we don't lose these games. But um, yeah, like Mitchell said, I don't, I don't think they have to rush it by any means. Uh, speaking of a quarterback, not rushing back from injury or maybe rushing back from injury, but the discussion has been had. Joe Burrow certainly looked a lot better. Granted, they were playing against the Arizona Cardinals, but he was Jamar moving Chase a lot more like Joe Burrow. Open. Jamar Chase always open. 15 receptions, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Yep. And guess what, guys? He was on my fantasy team this weekend. Nice. Guess what, guys? I still lost. That, <laughs> wow, that's, that's awful. I lost by four points because Nico Collins did absolutely nothing, and I was also going up against DJ Moore. Okay, so DJ, yeah, so DJ Moore kind of canceled, yeah, so they too exactly yeah, they yeah. canceled. Yeah. Okay, DJ Moore so had eight receptions, two hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, so they yeah, both I had big weeks, but Burrow looking good against Looks the Cardinals. Quite, yeah, yes, but yeah. any and without T Higgins. So they have, let's see, they have the Seahawks, 49ers, and Bills 
kind of a rough, rough no. stretch Seahawks here. they can throw against. Yes. 49ers going to be a lot tough, obviously. On the road. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably not going to be the, the win for them. But but I'd guess. like to keep it in the AFC North real quick. The Browns had their bye, but Deshaun Watson might not play again <laughs> this week against the 49ers. They might be playing P.J. Walker. Guess what? I wouldn't be playing the 49ers either if I was Deshaun Watson. I'm like, oh, I, 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 I ain't feeling great. Let, yeah. let him go. Let him take the beat. Yeah. We're going to lose anyway. And the Ravens lost. The Ravens are three and two, and they should Dude, be Nelson four Aguilar and... cannot catch. They should be four and one, if not five and zero, oh, because they lost the Colts in overtime in a strange game. But Lamar Jackson had a fantastic game, where he had at least eight drops. I think it was seven or eight drops. It was seven with two in the red zone. Yeah. Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar. I know Rashad Bateman dropped the point blank touchdown. Yep. Yep. Uh, Zay Flowers easily won that game. Zay Flowers was having a rough day, and that was the game of the one o'clock that I was watching the most intensely. Which for so much of it was just like, why am I still watching this? Baltimore's gonna win a thirteen to six slog, and. Yeah, no one's catching the ball, but Pittsburgh's not doing anything whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett just just airs one out to George Pickens, and Pickens changes the game. That's all it takes is one. And he catches the ball where the Ravens receivers didn't. As far as these AFC North teams, is there anything we can take away? And the Steelers make no damn sense because they're 3-2, and and they absolutely should not be in any world three and two they beat the browns in a game where they didn't score an offensive touchdown they beat the raiders because josh mcdaniels can't count and they beat the ravens because none of their receivers have opposable thumbs i mean several weeks ago i would have said my money would have been on ravens or browns leading the afc north and definitely not the steelers i i'm just as shocked as you are that the steelers even pulled that off last game i i don't even know what to make of it we make of it is this is a classic AFC North gridiron match. That's like, football. That's that's how the AFC North is always is. Like no, no but usually it's well played football, but it's also sloppy because eh. it's very defensively focused. This is just like you know, lobotomy football. <laughs> like I think the main concern for the Steelers is that Najee Harris is bleh. Like he's, he's yeah, but they've got Jalen the Warren. And Warren, so Warren definitely gives him a spark. He he does. I mean, he hurtled over somebody beautifully. I mean, like, when you have that athleticism, it's like, you know, how, how do you use Harris over him? Like, he can catch out of the backfield. He's, he can accelerate up the field. I mean, Najee Harris just, like, he just, like, he looks like just slower than molasses out there. Yeah, and this like is he's a Mike, running in concrete. Like, this is a Mike Tomlin team, too, and he's always good for the guys are all usually ready to play most games. Like, the Texans didn't yeah. play well against, but, like, I think they just caught sleeping against a Texan team that decided to wake, like, started to evolve at the next level of their rebuild. Um, CJ Stroud looks pretty nice. He does look really so nice. I, no I've been loving watching him play. It's been impressive. That was, that was an interesting out, game. Um, my bigger takeaway from that game is maybe we shouldn't throw Desmond Ritter in the trash just yet. Because if he can play the way that he did against Houston, maybe we should let this guy develop a little bit. Now, granted, it kind of sucks because Atlanta, the NFC South is right there for the taking. They've got a team that can win now. Maybe not like, like Super Bowl or anything like that, but like their playoff team right now. And so you never want to develop a guy, but if he can play the way that he did and do that consistently, he's had a few game-winning drives this season already. Hey, you might have something there. They threw the ball to Kyle Pitts. Like, and they just got Van Jefferson from the Rams, too. That's that's a really interesting acquisition by them. It is, and they won a game where... Bijan 
had 46 yards on 14 carries, so less than three and a half yards a pop. Tyler Algier had 17 carries for less than two and a half yards. That the run game was not working. Ritter had to throw it 37 times, and they found a way to win against a Texans team that's going to give a lot of a lot of teams around the league trouble this year. I'm looking at our schedule their now. Defense is like stingy. Well, their defense yeah, is very like good. It's, it's it, yeah, it's not like the best in football, obviously, but like they're they're it's good sneaky. enough where it's like it's it's a lot of three and outs. It's a lot of you know just like physical run stopping, and then you know they're they're really not bad in pass coverage either. Their schedules are really reasonable too. Like I'm looking through this now. Commies, Buccaneers, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals. Like, the hardest games I'm seeing is their conference games. Like, the Saints is the only one I'm like, like, their defense is excellent, but their offense is a giant question mark with Derek Carr. Because, um, like, if he gets healthy, then there'll be the, the one real force in that division, I guess you can say. You know, the Jets, which is maybe a reasonable game for them. Buccaneers again, Panthers, Colts, Bears, like, they 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 don't face anyone else that's like the top echelon of the league at all for the rest of the year. Honestly, this whole year they don't play anyone. Like they're not stiffing anyone that's good. No, they got done with playing the Lions and the Jaguars, right? After that, it's just open open runway for them. All right, before we move this thing over to Connor's hockey corner. Whatever we're calling this thing, because I know Connor's <laughs> just chomping at the bit to talk some NHL. Let me get to that rapid fire segment. Some NFL, just brief questions. All right. You had to pick one second year quarterback, taking Brock Purdy out of the equation because he's on a different planet right now. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Which, which one are you going with? I would say Howell. Out of those three? It's really not a great list. Uh, I would say Howell. As of I'm, now. I'm with you. Howell, yeah. just with a better offensive line? Mm-hmm. He's really not bad. Played. I mean, he, he put up a decent stat line against the Eagles, which, as of this you know, as of this season, yeah, they're they're undefeated, but they they haven't looked as as good as they have last year. They're obviously still a very good team, but um, the the defense uh, you you definitely see like there's you know weaknesses to be exposed. Also, Hal's dual dual threat much more than able to. That's true. Might have That's asked true. this last week. Can't quite remember, but. First coach to get fired. You did not ask this. I don't think yeah, I don't think you did. Alright, yep, yay me. <sighs> First coach to get fired. I am pulling percentage right now because I would look at that. Hmm. Part of me wants to get cheeky and say Bill Belichick. I <laughs> No, Robert Kraft loves him way too much. As much as I would love Kraft to say Bill Bill, Bill has to go to him and tell him he doesn't want it anymore. I think yeah, Robert Kraft is pissed be. off, though. He, he has too off, much of prestige behind his name to just simply He's got to understand that, like, you know, it, like this is life without Tom Brady. You know, like, they just haven't known it for... You know, yeah, well, at some point you've got to move on from that, you know. They they do, but they just they haven't. They're stuck in, you know, they're stuck with Mac Jones now. Um, first to get fired. Well, they're 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 going to be unstuck from Mac Jones. First, to get I can't imagine fired. that being a partnership that lasts too much longer. No, it, that definitely does not look like it. Brandon Staley's always a good choice, but yeah. Hmm. I don't know. My, my, I I know he's still a younger coach, but Kevin O'Connell. That Vikings team stick not with O'Connell, good. and I know Eberflus in Chicago might still be the one that I go with. Yeah, I I, he, I don't see it being Ron Rivera, but it could no. be. 
they're they're Rivera's what communist, right? Yeah, com com uh, Commanders call them the Washington communists. I the, uh, that's why I call them the commies. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Washington D.C. It's called the commies. I'll uh, throw out an interesting one. I don't think it'll happen. But what about Frank Reich? Terrible. I was just about to say that because nah. he's been throwing out some major shade about how it's no secret that they wanted to take CJ Stroud, but the owner, David Tepper really wanted Bryce young. Yeah. And right now it's looking like Stroud is by far the best rookie quarterback and Bryce young's having by far the most trouble. And Reich has made a lot of really bad coaching decisions, too. They're the only team that has yet to win a game. Is there any chance that this is a one-and-done? So, I'll turn that on the flip side. If you're the GM for Panthers and you want to tank, why not keep the bad coach? No, GM's gone. G- GM, I'd be shocked if he sticks around. I think the, G- the GM was on the hot seat coming into the year. I think he's... I think well, that's, gone. that's what I'm saying though. Like, if as less less the GM's gone, then I don't see Rivera leaving either because or because of the fact that like Rivera's in Washington. Not Rivera. I meant the uh, the Panthers right. coach. Right. That's what I meant. Like because of the fact that like I'm I'm not to make a segue to hockey, but like there's very much a situation in hockey where if you're a tanking team, you keep the bad coach in in place until the end of the season and then ditch his ass because of the fact that you're just getting making a new slate for the new guy. Like they're zero and five. We expected them to be zero and five. Like, did anyone did anyone expect them to be good this year? I actually thought the Panthers would be competitive in a weak NFC South. I thought the offensive line would be a lot better. I thought the run game would be a lot stronger, and I thought Bryce Young would be playing better earlier. We'd just be saying, "Man, get Bryce Young some better weapons." They have money to throw around. You can go trade for a, uh, a free agency. Go get a T. Higgins, a Jerry Judy, draft somebody in the second round, and then like, gear up for a playoff run the next year. I thought the Panthers were in decent position, and that has proven to be very untrue. See, on the flip side, the C- the selling off of CMC is, to me, the signal of a rebuild. And... No, when it comes to a rebuild for the Panthers, it, you need more pieces, and they don't have that yet. Um, and they, they even sold off with uh, DJ Moore, like, which was so a the, bad decision. Like, if you, but if you're a rebuilding team, you need a suck. You need to actually yes. get the picks. To but you also, if you're trading up to get a quarterback number one overall, you can't just throw them out to the wolves. No, I completely. The Bears said that they would have taken either DJ Moore. Brian Burns or Derek Brown, and you already paid DJ Moore, so that seems to me like the guy that you would go with and say we'll keep him. Have either Burns or, or Brown, because then also you got the guy to help the young quarterback out. They haven't paid Burns or Brown, and apparently Burns is nowhere near uh, a deal with the team. Yeah, and I haven't heard anything on the Derek Brown side. So if there's if they end up letting all three of those guys leave. Heads will roll. Well, again, it, it, it won't, I'm feeling right now. But it won't. It won't happen yeah. to the end of the season. That's that's what I'm saying, though. I don't okay. think. I, I don't think it, everything. There will be a fresh, clean slate with the Panthers. Begin the season, and they're going. They're going to start from scratch, which which they should. Because I didn't see them. Peg, I had pegged for four wins this year. Because I didn't see them. Yeah, they're in. A, they're in a tough. Their division's weak, but the Saints. I think are much better than them. I think the Falcons look much better than them, and the Buccaneers are still capable. The Panthers, their defense and offense were not capable enough to actually do well with them losing the pieces that they did. All right, that's all the questions I had for football. Now, Connor, if you want to take this thing away with the hockey, oh, I'd be more than happy to. I can't so, pretend uh, to know anything about hockey. So, do we want to start the segment off with the Canadian national anthem? <laughs> oh, Canada. That's pretty that good. It? Take it away, take it away, Connor. The, it's the start of it. I will not. I will not sing the whole thing, but I can sing majority of it pretty well. The fact that um, you know the whole thing is concerning. 
well, I've listened to it enough. Both those who are listening, I am a huge hockey nerd through and through, as definitely Tommy and Izzo will uh, vouch for. And I live and die with a sport. So, um, Izzo, I know you are more of the hockey mind than Tommy is. Yes. Mitchell yes. already, already said his claim is ignorance. Right, I I can admit that I, I I I'm you are a much bigger nerd with it than I am, but I I do have a a great uh fascination and uh and, and, and passion for you know for rooting for for my team. So, what is your your big storylines for yourself? What do you see so far in the season? What what are you looking at right now? Um, for me personally, um, I, you know, I, my, the Rangers, um, if, you know, for anybody that you guys didn't know already, obviously, I'm wearing a shirt from them. Rangers are my team. Um, we are on an audio podcast, so, we, we, so no one else can see this other than us. <laughs> I know, I know. But you guys have the camera, so I know you can. But, uh, yeah, so for them, um... You know, I, I think uh, it, it's tough because I, I know they're just going to battle with the Devils all year. And uh, I think they're going to have a good season. But I think ultimately, um, you know, they if I'm putting realistic standards out there, I think they will unfortunately come up short because I just I don't think they have just enough of, of an offense just yet. Um you know, a lot of the performances last year in the playoffs, um, you know, besides for the two first games, obviously, against the Devils, um, you know, there's just obviously a lot to be desired. So, um, other than that, though, I think, you know, I'm just excited for all the competition. And, um, you know, the I think Vegas is going to be another strong team again, obviously. And I'm just – I commend them for, you know, how – how well they've done for you know being in the league for just a few years. Well, they definitely fit uh, George McPhee's window of the five-year plan. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, like they oh, yeah. were amazing. So definitely one one storyline that I've been really intrigued by coming into the season is the kind of change in mentality of needing a top-tier goaltender to win the cup because you have a lot of teams out there who are who look dangerous um for those who do not know i am a new jersey devils fan no actually i root for the team that's in my in my state which is really nice uh as the jersey-based podcast i feel like most of us should be devils fans but i'll allow nick's atrocity by following the new york team I'm to not a fair. hockey person, but if I do root for a team, <laughs> it is the Devils. So, to be fair, New Jersey. For those who don't know, there's there are different segments of New Jersey. You have North Jersey, Central Jersey, and South Jersey. People will argue about that, but that's the truth. Justice and for Central Jersey, we do exist. It's been a while yeah, since I've like laid my roots down in the state. So is that really a thing that people argue about? Because all of my time is in New Jersey. Still. All right. And it's a very big argument. Just so like the, two big, the two big arguments of Jersey is whether or not there is a central Jersey, which there is. Yep. There is. And is it Taylor Ham or Pork Roll? Yep, and pork everybody yep. knows it's Pork Roll. Yep. And the third is sports teams. And for it's weird to hockey because generally speaking, if you're in the – Northern half of the state, no, you have your your more New York based teams, no, Giants, Jets, no, Rangers, Islanders. They, there's a lot more mix of them, and then you have the southern half. It's much more Philadelphia based, Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, you name it. And then you have Central, which is a melting pot of everything. Like for me, I have my other guys I coach and play hockey with, my like the. Um, my best friends from there. I'm best friends with a Philly fan, a Philly and Flyers fan. I'm, and the other two are Rangers fans. And it's a weird conglomeration of 
where Central Jersey is because of the fact that you get everything. You you talk to anyone, you don't know what fan they are because you have everything. So, um, so getting back to what I was getting uh, off the tangent. So when it comes to the goaltending, you have a lot of top tier goaltending, uh, top tier teams. Where, for example, the Vegas Golden Knights last year they won the cup with Aiden Hill, and he is the was he the backup backup goaltender coming into the year. But with the so. injuries yeah. to Robin Leonard, and no, I forget who the the second guy was. No, he Aiden Hill took the reins, and he ran with it, and you know won won the cup for them. And then going into this year, we have a lot of teams where there's still that question mark. We have the Edmonton Oilers with the star setter Connor McDavid and Leanne Drysetter. They they are literally the best one two punches in the league, and but you have. The same Stuart Skinner, uh, Cam Talbot, not Cam Talbot. Um, is it Cam Talbot on this, on this year? I forget who it is. Uh, he came from That's Toronto insane. the year before. Um, I know there was a trade earlier this year too. Cam Talbot, he is. He's with the Kings now. Um, but like Stuart Skinner was the one that he was the one who came in, and there was a bunch of question marks with him, him being the rookie. Um, Devils, for example, they're now going with the two-headed monster of Akira Schmidt and Vitek Vanacek. Uh, Schmidt looks looks good. You have Buffalo coming in this year where they are hoping to make a playoff spot in that top-ranked Atlantic division where it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, they're coming with Devin Levi, who is ranked as a – he only played nine games last year, but he came from Boston College, if I remember correctly – and was a star-studded goaltender who save percentage in college is like 940. And for those who know, that's really damn good. Um, 940 percentage, percentage. Um, but they're but they look like they have skill. And then the other one, which was the big shocker to start of the season this year, is the injury to Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Lightning, who, who were always seen as one of the top juggernauts in the league. With him being out for two months, who knows what's going to happen? Um, they they had a good win against the Predators last night, which I you know, it being the first day of the season was on Tuesday. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, by the way. Uh, for them, that being that for first game, I thought that they looked offensively fantastic. But there have been situations where, you know, their their backup goaltender, who I honestly could even tell you right now, because you always you always always have the idea of Vasilevsky being your guy back there. But no, yeah. I I can't. I honestly, I'm looking up right now who it is, and I because I couldn't even tell you who it is. Uh, it is goaltenders. Uh. Jonas Johansson, and the other backup is Matt Tompkins. I never heard of either one of these guys. Uh, and they, then you have Bass, then, then you have the deli down the road for all I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't tell you. Like, he, but he always had Vasilevsky back there, so you could, you'd have to worry about that. And then yeah. the other one, the, and the other surprise of the the Eastern Conference Finalists is the Florida Panthers, also with Matt uh, with. Sergei Bobrovsky back there, who went on a historic heater last year, taking the Florida Panthers to the cup final. Good after, after he was even starter for the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, what a, what a run that they had, honestly. They no, were it, man. Their, their offense was great. Matthew Kuchuk is such a good player. He um, is. He, he's one of those guys who's just feisty. He, he gets in the corners, and he is willing to get his hands dirty to win you the hockey game. And it was nice to see that kind of player really flourish again in this new high-scoring era that we're definitely seeing. Um, but Bobrovsky, you couldn't trust him beforehand. Like, And he's him getting paid, being the highest-paid goaltender in the league at, I believe, $10.5 million. Um, I could look in cap friendly if I really had the... Uh, uh, but still, like he—he's not—he's not for the amount of money he's getting paid. He is definitely not worth it. Um, yeah. 
he had their backup goaltender right now. They didn't even have the goaltender that was in the playoffs last year because right now, according to ESPN, their backup right now is Anthony Stolarz, which I definitely know it was not the guy they ran with last year. Um, so they're riding their hat on Bobrovsky, who's been not been good. And it's nice to see this renaissance that he had. Uh, but can he can he keep it up being a what, 33-plus-year-old goaltender? So it's been it's there's been a lot of uh, intrigue that I've had about that whole idea of the because um, you have teams like the Dallas Stars and the Rangers where you have their starts at the goaltenders and you no know, I those those are two good teams like Dallas would probably be my pick to win the cup this year because they are just there there is the least amount of flaws in that team yeah but. Who knows? Because you now, as as Vegas proved, if you have a goal, goal gets hot and he just takes it over. Even like Binghamton, like for the Blues, he, he went on a historic run for them to win to go from last place in the league in January to win the Cup for that same year. Yeah, and playoff hockey is to, to me is like just it's so different. I mean, it, once if you if you have the hot hand as a team. It's it's so tough to 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 kill that momentum as the opposition. There's a reason why when it comes to hockey, where compared like compared to other sports, unlike basketball or even um, I guess baseball, would be kind of similar. But once you get into the playoffs, completely different. It's 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 anyone. If you make the playoffs, then you have a chance for the cup because of the fact that it's it's a coin toss. And no, definitely that it's not exactly 50% of you winning each series, but because the way the game's played, no, sometimes there's a good amount of luck that plays into it. Um, and it, it definitely showed sure. like in, in the analytics where it is always so tight. Like, you know, generally speaking, like if you do get a sweep, like they are the more dominant team. But there's always that weird situation where a goalie gets hot, or you know, even some players just go on a crazy run of you no, know, just being an offensive juggernaut. Like compared to compared to M- uh, NBA, you don't know who you you pretty much know who's going to the finals every year. No, yeah, seems like it. Like this, the That's NHL not really as true as it used to be, but yes, it's I get very it. true. Like, yeah, the NHL is if. For someone who does not follow the sport as closely as you guys do, if I had to bet on a on a sports playoffs, NHL is the one that I am staying the furthest away from, unless I am just putting bets on teams with lower seeds, because you seem to have teams breaking out all the time. Yeah. No, that, that is completely true. Um, Very true. Like, if you're betting, hockey's not the sport to do it on. No, I as someone who does it once in a while, like I just do, I do it for fun. I don't do it as a money investment investment because of the fact that every game, you don't know who's going to win. There's a likelihood of someone winning, but the the scales are in a way where one maybe has a fifty six percent odds of winning, while the other one has a forty four. That still can flip heads to one side. No relative the same amount yeah. you know it's just like, a, just like a defect in a quarter that's what it is what it is you no know, it doesn't come up perfectly every single time um and, and all it takes is like one penalty one power play like if your goalie just happens to be on fire for that game then you know anything can happen and the other yeah. trick mitchell is if you're gonna bet on a team Count the number of Canadians on that team. Whichever has the higher number, go with that one. <laughs> I'm I mean, genuinely thinking of like I've heard worse strategies. If like I was my money would always go on the Montreal Canadiens. There's not a lot of Canadians on the Canadians. There's not a lot. There's some. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 misleading. Let me let me ask you guys. If I was to start watching hockey this year, for example. Uh-huh. Give me the five teams that would be the most interesting to watch that I should that I should be watching. Uh, that's a good question, Mitchell. I like that. 
I think uh, I, it's definitely a, a, Connor and I will probably have a difference of opinion. Well, maybe I don't know, but uh, for me, I would say uh, the Vegas Knights. Um, I would say uh, I would say the Kraken um, as well. I kind of I kind of like the Kraken. Um, I'm they're they're a fun team, but I am low on them this year. I th- yeah I. I, I don't think I have them high up this, maybe this year per se, but I think in terms of like just them being a expansion team, um, you know, of, of the more recency, um, that's kind of, that's why I have more interest in them, but they're a cool team. They, they, yeah. they are doing the marketing right, except for book talk for those who want to right. I would read a funny would... article about how things got crazy. Book talk. Yeah. Just Google it for cracker book talk. Just right. it's weird. I would say uh, I would say other than that, um, you know, you've got Connor the uh, Connor Bedard story in Chicago. Um, so that would be interesting to see. Um, he looked Connor great. Con- yeah, he did, and and obviously Connor McDavid was just so fun to watch. So I would say those teams, um, you know, Oilers, Chicago, um, Seattle, Vegas, and uh, yeah. Bias for me, obviously, but Rangers. But so just... <laughs> I, I, I would do the bias pick of my Devils. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, Jack Hughes is a monster. So I'm not trying to be like when I when I think of hockey, I try to be as as unbiased as possible when it comes to whatever takes I have. Um, and I'll, I, I try to separate because you no, know, being a Devil fan for a while now, you know, we had the highs of. No, when I was growing up, you know, being someone who was born in '94, um, but like they've been god awful for the past couple of years, and like ever since 2013, after they made the conference finals in 2012, and the uh, I have excitement now as a fan, and they have some fun players. You know, of course Jack Hughes, who could be—they're fast as shit. They are a fast team. They, they do make mistakes, but they have, but they have become a style team. It's just a wagon, and it just it just they they play a fire underneath their ass. Um, Hughes, they got uh, Timo Meyer, who is a great player. They got from San Jose, um, yeah. and they got um, the the kids now. Uh, Jack Hughes' brother Luke Hughes is young, semi-nemic. Dougie Hamilton. There's a lot of great players. It's it's. Even the new kid, uh, like I personally, I love Dawson Mercer. He's the type of player that I tried, I, that I played like when I was younger. Not as skilled offensively, of course, but like he is such a great player to watch. He's scrappy. Um, yeah. I think the Buffalo Sabres is me a fun team. I, I it's, it's a coin flip to make the playoffs. Um, but I think that they have a lot of good, great players that are fun to watch, such as Tage Thompson. Um, Tage is someone who is – it's weird seeing him play because he is a taller player. Because hockey players generally spin around like 6'1", 6'2". Tage is like 6'5", and he can just still skate really well and just rip the puck. Um, it's it's He's a fun guy to watch. And they're just an overall fun team. They uh, Rasmus Dahlin, he just got a huge contract, one of the biggest contracts we have seen in for a defenseman in the past – since 2019 before the pandemic. He's getting paid, I think it's eight million, uh, no, eight years for eleven million dollars, which good for him getting the bag, and he deserves it because he is that good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good bag. Definitely, I would say Edmonton, of course. McDavid is that amazing, um, and so is Leon Dreisaitl. Uh They made a great move to get, um, I believe, no, Tyson Berry came from them. I forget who they, who they traded from Nashville, but he's been fitting very well and. I, they they just play an exciting hockey every single time. The Dallas Stars, I think, are a really great team and they're fun to watch. Jason Robins, Robertson, he's going to be. He had a great run last year where he was just he was so smart with the puck and his vision on the ice, making plays and making things out of nothing, is such a great thing. And yeah. then honestly, for fun factor. The last one I would probably say, it's maybe a weird pick, but the Arizona Coyotes. 
they are such an intriguing team to me this year because of the fact that no one cares about them. And they had such they said they That's true. They had such a low like they're they're not a I would say a um they're not gonna win their conference. They 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 are a very dark horse chance to make the playoffs this year. But sure. you last year last year you wouldn't even think about that. They have some young, they have some young, fun kids on that team, and they uh, what's the goalie's name? Carl Velmenka. I'm curious to see if he's actually going to be something, and he is a lot of fun to watch. Um, and it's it's more so the fact that you don't know what you're going to get with that team. It's just it's just going to be chaos. And they 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 came in last year beating good teams, like they beat the Bruins at. The the mold arena in Arizona, and it's it's cool to watch their games. For those of you who have ESPN uh, ESPN Plus, you can watch their games. It's such an easy thing to do. Um, it's part of your package, and you can watch it whenever you want. So it's not in your market. And they play in a college arena right now. It's a bit of a joke, but it's definitely a it's definitely a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's a, a spectacle. Where it's everything's so tight, and it's it's definitely a unique vibe watching it on TV compared to the bigger arena areas. So that'll be my five. Um, so you guys have given me nine teams between the two of you. Got to give me one more. Can't can't have an odd number. Come on. I said five. Coming from the guy who's accurate and precise and gives random fucking decimal numbers as a rating. I I, I thought I said five. Didn't I? I gave you. I gave you, you Buffalo. Guys both, Dev- you guys both said Edmonton. Okay, and then I'll say the other one. Then, um, would probably be. I would say the Carolina Hurricanes. I was kind of waiting on that, as uh, someone who lives down here and hears a lot about them. They're but good. They always they seem to choke every year good. come postseason time. Their goaltending is also a question mark. Freddie Anderson is good, but. Uh, they're, they yeah, have so they bad. have loaded up. They they will add a forward sometime in the future during the trade deadline. But their defense looks so damn good. Like Carolina is a type of hockey where it is not stylish, but they will grind you to the ground with their forecheck. Um, okay. I honestly I'll, I'll probably give you have, my forecheck. Um. <laughs> It would either be them, the Panthers, or the Maple Leafs. Those would be the other three that I'd be interested in. Um, okay. Panthers are All fun. Right. Uh, Matt Kachuk is that good. American boy, born boy. Um, he is. He is a. He's one of my favorite players in the league right now because of the fact that just the way he works and just he he plays with his hair on fire and he does not care who the hell you are. He's getting in your face and he's taking the puck away from you. And the Maple Leafs are just good with Austin Matthews, and they're just a star-studded team that it's like watching a train wreck, in a way, where you know because the Maple Leafs are such a weird, weird team compared to anything else I've seen in sports, where the regular season does not matter. What matters is only the first round of the playoffs. Because yeah, they can't. They, 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 the first, the first time they ever got over the hump. And since 19, 1993, I think it was, where they got out of the first round. It's been 20 years until the Leafs got out of the first round. And it happened finally this year against the Lightning. But the, the discourse and the – because Toronto is, Toronto is like the new work of hockey where it's underneath a microscope. And – just seeing the craziness, like they, they, all the players on that team, there are so many great players. Again, another goaltending issue for that for that uh, uh, for that team. But like McDavid, Nylander, um, uh, crap, crap, crap. Who's the um, is a, who's the guy who came from the Islanders? I can't think of his name right now. Tavares. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have uh, Mitch Marner. They they have such a star-studded offensive group, and they they can create such fantastic things in the power play and just like their just their talent. But every time they get to that wall in the playoffs, 
man, it just keeps running to a brick wall. It's it's it like they thought like, oh, we finally broke our curse this year and getting out of the first round, and then they lost the Bruins. Oh, sorry, they lost the Panthers. Apologies about that. Um, but playoff hockey is where it's at. I want to get more into it, but once you get to this time of the year, you've got college basketball, NBA, and NHL kind of all competing at the same time. And it's so tough for me to figure out like what I should be watching. I feel like whatever I pick is the wrong answer, but Thursday night tomorrow, or at least when we're recording this, Mm -hmm. Broncos Chiefs isn't that interesting. That's going to be a blowout. That's going to be over really quickly. Definitely. But given what you guys have given me, Rangers Sabres at 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus might be a good one to check out. So that game, so so just for those who are at home and not understanding how it works, um, you you can watch on ESPN Plus because you're not in the market. For myself and Izzo, who are in the New York, New Jersey locality, we had to watch it at MSG. Um, it's a, it's a bit different. So, for example, for if if you go on ESPN or NHL.com, there are some games that are just on ESPN Plus. So, for me to watch the Devils tomorrow, if I watch on ESPN Plus, I'm actually not blocked out because we're not offering that game on MSG. It sounds it's, weird. It's, it's awfully confusing and it's awfully terrible, and I hate it. It's blackouts. That's the reason it's why. So stupid. Um. Because I because because I don't pay for MSG. Um, I, I find works around to watch my team. Um, get a VPN. Yeah, that's been working out so well for me this football so, season. So it's not rushed. even funny. I've been I've been a big fan of the just. Yeah, I'm in New York. Let me hook up my Paramount Plus to the New York CBS station, and I'm just watching the Jets play now. Nope. I I secretly switched mine to Canada so I can watch The Office on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. That's we good. have oh. we have Peacock, so because Peacock's yeah. good for Premier League soccer. Um, I will say, yeah, definitely Rangers Buffalo would be a fun game tomorrow. I would also say Florida and Minnesota would be some fun ones. All right. Um, Detroit oh. Devils be interesting as well, but um. Detroit is a weird team this year where they're at least the one comes to their fans. They think they're going to be on the up and up. And like, it just, that Atlantic division is so crowded with good teams. Like, I think it's going to wait two years for Detroit because they need to wait for, they need to wait for Boston and the lightning to finally fall out of that, of that playoff lock in, um, which lightning could definitely, be vulnerable this year. Um, so we will see on that. But yeah, definitely New York, Buffalo, and um, Minnesota, Florida would be both great games, in my opinion. All and right. Well, f- well and, fri- and Friday night, you have the classic matchup of Pittsburgh versus Washington. So. Yeah. That is true. Well, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that. Maybe this season is the one that gets me not even turned around on hockey because I can't say that, like, oh, I don't like it. I just really haven't watched much. So hopefully this is the year that that sucks me in and I'm and I'm ready to go. So I will uh, say this. Keep keep blowing up the group chat, making me get some FOMO, having me watch these games. I will say this, too, especially for newer fans. I highly recommend the Seattle Kraken broadcast, though. Their broadcast team is one of the best in the nation, in my opinion. Um, because they because they are catering to new fans, no, because them them being a new market, but they have such a great um, because they have um, let me pull we'll pull the broadcast team right now so we can make sure you get everybody's pronunciation right. Um, uh, Seattle broadcast team, googling on the fly, people. Um, Helps to put Seattle Kraken. That that kind of helps with something like Google Foo. Yeah. Because they have the guy that was originally in, um, in Carolina. Um, John Forslund, fantastic broadcaster, and uh, 
the the owner for Carolina is very cheapo sometimes. So they didn't sign a contract with him for this past for two years ago. So Stano scooped him up smartly because he's such a great dynamic voice. Uh, the color commentator is JT Brown, um, who used, who's an ex player. He is very knowledgeable of the game. He he definitely gives that great context. And then in between periods, Allison Lucan. She does analytics. Um, she's she's actually ran many conferences in the analytics group. She used to uh, cover for Columbus Blue Jackets and ran the hockey conference out there and just did a recent one in Seattle last year. Uh, so smart and very, very strong at taking tough topics when it comes to data and how hockey's using it and making it so easy to, to digest. Such a smart woman, and I highly recommend anything that comes to her videos and you want to learn about the sport, recommend her flying colors. All right. Well, you guys have given me a lot to chew on with this. I'm I'm actually kind of excited. Oh, we, there we go, man. I will I oh, will definitely put into your veins. Gooch, gooch, gooch. Yes, please, please do. Please do. Because uh hockey playoff time always seems like a good time, but I I'd I'd like to it's nice. like to get into the regular season. Especially and, back in the day when we all lived, ne- lived near each other. We used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings every game. And just pig out yeah. and just hang out together. Those are some good times. Those are the days. Yeah, I moved away from New Jersey when I was 12. So, yeah. Not that Buffalo well, Wild Wings is for like, not not for 10-year-olds, but you're not driving there when you're 10. And if you are, stop, please. You hurt somebody. You can barely see over the steering wheel. All right. Well, I think we've given the people plenty to chew on with the NFL, NHL, NBA coming up soon. So we're going to have plenty to talk about. That that should wrap things up. I have is, is there anything else anyone wants to scream in my ear about? Go Canada. All right. That, that's, that's definitely the... Uh, the, the red light telling us to get off stage. <laughs> All right. I, am, I am American, by the way. And I, love my, I love USA. For uh, Connor Vandemark, uh, Nick Izzo, Tommy Grant, I'm Mitchell Lee. You've been listening to the Weekly Recess. We'll be back next week talking more NFL, NFL, <laughs> NHL, and, and anything else that might pop up. You guys have a lovely night. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me.